Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. Each week, we interview the best and brightest in physical therapy, wellness, and entrepreneurship. We give you cutting-edge information you need to live your best life, healthy, wealthy, and smart. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here's your host, Dr. Karen Litzy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so honored and thrilled to have on today's episode, Ryan Lee. Ryan is the founder of Rewind, home of the world's first nutrition superbar. He's also the author of The Millionaire Workout, Passion to Profits, was featured on the front page of the Wall Street Journal, and called the world's number one lifestyle entrepreneur by Entrepreneur. In this episode, which we did do a Facebook Live on, so if you want to get some visuals on Ryan and he kind of shows you some fun stuff with the rewind bars, and you can check it out on uh, my Facebook page, Dr. Karen Litzy PT, on my Facebook page, and we'll have all of that uh, linked to the video in the show notes. But we talk about the ups and downs of the entrepreneurial journey, which, you know, not everything is great all the time being an entrepreneur. And what you need to prioritize every morning to drive your business, how to incorporate storytelling into your marketing. Guys, this is a huge masterclass on marketing from Ryan, so you should definitely be taking notes. And why you should invest in connection and personalization to win over your audience, and so much more. A huge thanks to Ryan for being so generous with his knowledge and giving us all, like I said, a mini masterclass in marketing and in reaching the people that you want to reach in a way that's authentic and normal and not icky. So a huge thanks to Ryan Lee, and everyone, please enjoy. Hey, everybody. So I am so excited today because I am joined by Ryan Lee. Ryan is an entrepreneur, best-selling author, speaker, success coach, founder of Rewind Bars, and I cannot tell you how excited I am today because we're going to learn some of his secrets of what got him to where he is today. So Ryan, thank you for joining me live here on Facebook. Karen, I'm excited. This is, I I love doing live stuff and we don't even have an agenda what we're talking about. We're just going to dive in. And my, the goal is just to help as many people as possible, you know, maybe overcome their obstacles and I'll, I'll share exactly how I did it. Awesome. So of course, since you like the 80s. I love the 80s. We're talking Michael Jackson. Okay, so let's go. I love it. I love the 80s. There's, and, and we will definitely talk more about the 80s in a little bit, but because uh, that, that way, I don't want that to be the whole thing. Uh, no, no, of course not. Let's go. Okay. All right. So let's do this. So now when I look at you and other people look at you, all they see is successful entrepreneur, several million dollar companies, very popular, very outspoken, but I have to think it hasn't always been that way. So what I would love to know is how you, how you got to where you are now, because I think that's what people like to know. Because of course on social media and websites, we see all the great things you're doing, the highlight reels, but I have to think there's been some struggles along the way. Oh my God. Um, there, you know, being an entrepreneur, is the hardest thing you'll ever do. And this is coming from a guy with four kids. It, it's funny, I actually heard an interview about a month ago with a, a guy who was a, he was a Navy SEAL and in, he was the most intense military guy, spent 20 years in the military. And he said, building a business and being an entrepreneur was harder than that. Uh, and it put things into perspective. So it is, it is hard um, and I've had so many setbacks. Now, I, I, was, 
I was lucky because at the beginning, you know, I had a good career and I was, I was working in a children's hospital. Then I was a gym teacher and I, and I was able to build this business on the side. This was very early in the internet world. This was 98, 99. So we're talking 20 years ago. And there weren't a lot of people in the space. There wasn't as much competition as there is now. So I had a nice runway and I got some traction and I had some, I mean, my trajectory was, it was like hockey stick, just kept going up and up. And maybe eight years ago, things started to change. I started off in, off in health and fitness, really kind of dominated that industry early on, started teaching health and fitness professionals then how to build their business because they were asking me. Then I started to shift and other people were saying, well, if you could teach health and fitness people how to build a business, can you teach me? I said, sure. And I started to, to become more kind of, the, world, the word is like internet marketing. I started to teach that. And I started to slowly get away from the person I was. Now, my income started to go up, but things started to change. And I started to travel a lot. And my wife and I had our first child. This was back in 2003. Uh -huh. <laughs> I, have to, I always have to, I have, I have four. So it's 2003, five, seven, and nine every two years. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, I'm exhausted. Uh, <laughs> so things started to change. Income went up. And then there was, there was one interesting turning point where I was, and this was kind of the beginning where things started to shift in my head. I was about to go speak at an event. And the way the internet marketing world works, at least it used to work, it still does in some way. There's an, someone puts on an event, a marketing event. You go, you fly yourself there, you speak for free, and you give a talk. And, and you, know, you give a 60-minute talk, and then you have your pitch, and you sell your $1,000 or $2,000 product. And whatever you make, you split 50-50 with the person who put on the event. So if I sell okay. $100,000 of product at the event, the person gets 50000 I get 50000 A lot of money. I'm about to go money, on. I'm, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the most I ever did was about $220,000 in an hour. It was unreal. That's what, that's what I, that was the gross sales, and then I split it. But I'm about to go on stage. There was, I don't know, 1,000 people or so in the audience. This, and this person who runs this event is a very, very well-known marketer. I'm not going to say his name. His second in command comes to me right before I'm about to get on. I got my mic on. I'm all mic check. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm so pumped up. And he says, Ryan, and he looks me in the eyes. And I swear to you, Karen, I've told the story before. I, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not changing his words at all. He goes, you have one job and one job only. And then there's silence. And I'm, I'm thinking he's going to say, rock the stage, kick ass, you know, standing up, whatever. And he goes, you have one goal, one goal, to, goal only to extract as much money from everyone in that audience. And it just like everything, I felt like I was punched right in the gut. And here I was, you know. Eight years, 10 years before that, I was working in a children's hospital with kids in wheelchairs with spina bifida and cerebral palsy and spinal cord injuries and gunshot wounds. And I, was, I would tuck them in at night to adapt. Here I was. And I couldn't get further away from that. And that was the beginning of this doesn't feel right in my soul anymore. So that, that's when mentally things started to change. Right around that time, not soon after, we already had a supplement company. It was going great. We were, we were generating seven figures a month in sales. And it was an affiliate-driven business because I had all these trainers and they were all promoting us. One of our top trainers left and started a competing company. And what happened is he took all the people with him. So we went from seven figures a month to multi-million dollars in debt within like months, almost overnight. So I had all this financial pressure. I had this in my gut. I didn't like the business. I didn't like all this stuff going on. Then my mom, who I was really close with, um, and she was, you know, the matriarch of the family and just all about family was diagnosed with lung cancer. And within two months, she passed away. 
I had just spent sixty, seventy-five thousand dollars on an infomercial which never aired. I like my world was just crumbling, and we had just had our fourth kid, and I just felt the weight of the world on me. And I was still trying to put on a good face in public. I was still trying to market and be positive, and I thought I was doing a good job. But I now that I look back. I look back to emails and things that I wrote and it, I was really angry and aggressive. Mm-hmm. I was using the F bomb in every email. I was like, I wasn't saying names, but I was calling out the industry. I was just angry and bitter. And I had just signed a multi-year uh, lease for my office space, which I didn't need anymore. So, you know, you talk about having the world just collapse and I was like definitely feeling depressed and it started because then I started going to more events to try to generate more money and speak. And I would stay out till four in the morning and drink and just I was becoming a shell of who I was. And then I'm like, I need to change this. And the, the, mm-hmm. one, the biggest lesson with entrepreneurs, I think it's something I've always had instinctually is you got to get back up. Um, you have to be prepared physically, mentally, spiritually, and you have to figure out what's most important and you got to get up. And I, I just said, that's it. I took a step back. First thing I did was start eliminating what I didn't want to do anymore. I eliminated, I said, that's it. I am the most important thing to me. The most important thing beyond money, beyond everything was my family and the relationship with my wife and kids. So I said, the first thing I'm doing is I am no longer speaking at events. That was it. So for six years, I did not travel to speak at one event, even though every week I would get asked. And Ryan, we're going to have 2000 people. You're going to make a hundred grand, 200 grand this weekend. No, I said no to everything. I said, okay, so that's first thing I'm prioritizing. My family comes first above all everything. Then I had to change my business model. I had to refocus on recurring revenue and rebuild a membership site to get the recurring revenue so I didn't have to go out and speak. And so those were two things. And then my health, I, oh, and I forgot to tell you this, Karen, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder, psoriatic arthritis. <sighs> so I could barely walk. I couldn't type. My hands were killing me. So, and I gained about 35 pounds. So it was, it was a good time. It was a great, that's great thing. I mean, that's a yeah, rough so, couple of years. Oh, oh, it, it was, it knocked, it knocked me on my butt. But I knew I had no choice. I had to get up. So I, I simplified, simplified my schedule. No more traveling, focusing on my family. S- simplified my business. No more product to product, launch to launch. I'm building a real business. And then um, simplify my health. How do I turn around my health, lose the weight, reverse my autoimmune? So each of these things I kind of took care of. And now I'm back and I, I'm in my first health company uh, in almost a decade. I just built. I've, I've never felt better. I'm down 35 pounds. I'm back to the same weight and pant size I was in high school. And nice. my, yeah, I reversed my autoimmune. I don't have any symptoms anymore. My relationship with my kids have never been better. I coach all their sports. Uh, and we just won. I'm wearing a Mets thing. We're big Mets fans. So uh-huh. the name of my son's baseball team was actually the Mets that I coach. And we just won our championship. Uh, Congratulations. That was my first, thank you. That was my first championship as a coach for these kids. Uh, so I'm just, I'm feeling good. I, I'm, I'm tapping back into that passion. And if that's a message I can give is that you, you have to be prepared for the ups and downs, right? Everyone talks about the ups and how great it is. And I you know, make it look easy, but you got to get back up and, and simplify and say no to a lot. Uh, and you could do it. You just have to figure out what's most important. Yeah. And I like that you mentioned saying no to things. Because yep. oftentimes as an entrepreneur, I'm guilty of this 100% that I feel like I have to say yes to everything. Because if I don't say yes, then people aren't going to remember that I'm around. Or if I don't mm-hmm. say yes, then this person's right. going to go somewhere else. Or, and right. 
it can be very difficult. So when people are trying to make those yes, no decisions, what advice do you have for them to kind of frame how they're going to make that no be a win for them instead of a no being a missing out? Right. And we have that, we have that, you know, that FOMO, that fear of missing out. Um, you, you have to know where you want to go. What's that? Where do you want to go? And what's your goal? And whatever that goal is, everything you run through, through, through the filter of, it's either going to do one thing. It's either bringing you closer to your goal or further away from your goal. If it's bringing you further away from your goal, you got to say no. Now, it, it's not always easy. It's simple, right? It's, very, it's a very simple filter, closer to or further away from. It's simple. It's not always easy because, okay, so my goal here with, with uh, Rewind you know, I want to impact a million lives and we're going to build this to a big business, but I want to do it the right way, the ethical way. And I know it's going to be a long-term play and I'm okay with that. So that's my goal to build that to a specific number and, and impact a certain number of lives. Um, but I'm, and I know the profit's not going to come for a while because I'm taking everything we make and putting it right back in. So there are other opportunities. There might be a speaking opportunity in internet marketing and maybe I can make an easy 30 or $50,000, but so it's easy money, but is it bringing me towards my goal of building this business? No. So the answer is no. So, but it's easier for me to say, cause financially I'm okay now I'm back on my feet. But if you're struggling and you're like, I need to pay my bills, I got to say yes. Just know that it is going to take you off your goal a little bit. So you just have to be really thoughtful about what you have time for. And you have to be really, really productive. Like, I mean, that's, super productive. I'm talking shut off the instant message, shut off social, put your phone away and just focus on that big task. I'd say business and entrepreneurship wise, because I know you have a lot of entrepreneurs watching this, um, figure out what the number one thing is driving your business forward. The number one thing, whatever that thing is, you've got to do that first thing in the morning. Um, and for everyone, it's different. For me, it's more, I'm more of an email driven business and that's where most of our sales come. And by the way, that's where most of your sales are going to come in too, is through email, not through social. But so that's the first thing I do is I sit down, I go to the coffee shop and I write my daily email. So that's the first thing. Some people are vloggers, right? Video bloggers. So maybe that's the first thing you do is you film your video. <clears throat> maybe yours is email. Maybe you are a podcaster and your most important thing is getting guests. So maybe your first thing is every, every, the first thing you do in the morning is you email five potential guests, or maybe your biggest goal is getting on podcasts. So you email five podcast hosts. Whatever it is, again, everyone is different, but do that first and don't do anything else. Don't check your email. Don't do anything else until you do that first. And That's you'll be, smart. you'll be amazed at how much you can do and how much you could accomplish in a really short window of time. And it doesn't have to be super tech. I'm going to show you a little something here. Okay. Like I'm, here um, I'm going to show you the most incredible, powerful productivity tool I use. Okay. You ready for this? Yes. Yes. Here we go. I don't know if you can see it. It's a notebook. It's like it's an notebook. old school notebook. I, I write down. So right now, I'm, I'm even on this, like being here, I'm, I'm, every day I'm doing podcast interviews and Facebook lives and trying to connect with more people. And I'm writing down, who, and your name was in there when I saw you post something that you just had a podcast. I'm like, I haven't spoken to Karen in a while. It'd be great to reconnect with her to get her show. And I wrote down Karen. I emailed you and checked it off. That is it. Everyone. So here's what happens, Karen. Entrepreneurs are like, oh, I, I, I want to do podcast. What software do I get? What's the best app? You know, do I download to do app, you know, for nine? No, get a freaking piece of paper. Let me, yes, I'm 80s. Yes, I'm old school. <laughs> it still works. Don't overthink it. Don't overcomplicate it. Just little, and you'd be amazed if you, if you think about it like this. 
even if your only only strategy was being a guest on podcast, okay, that's your only marketing strategy. No paid traffic, no funnels, no conversion, nothing. That's it, just being a guest. If you reached out to five people a day and just one person said yes, just one said yes out of five, that's your 20%, not that hard to do. And you, you do this five days a week, not seven days, because the hell wants you to work break. Yeah. Of course. Um, Monday through Friday, five emails every day. That's 25 people. That's, you get five yeses. You're doing a podcast a day. You're getting in front of 100, 200, 500, 1,000 new people a day, no cost, just your time. And you'd be, your notebook would be filled and everyone, all these people you're connecting with. So after this interview, I could say, Karen, thanks so much. Karen, of course, you could say, Ryan, that was the best interview ever. Of course it was. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to say, hey, is there someone you know, any, anyone else who hosts a show that you're friends with that maybe I could be on? And you're going to of course, you're going to say yes, because you don't want to look like a loser. Of course, I know someone. And then you're going to introduce right. me to one person. And now all of a sudden, things start happening. It's, it's little small actions. And everyone th- sees these big things and they get overwhelmed and they don't know what to do. Little small steps and you get back up. That's it. And you stay up. And when you get back, to, you get knocked on your butt, you get, you back, get up. back up. And just small, little, so little actions every day that are going to have that big effect. There's not and one thing. It's everything. How long, how long are you dedicating in the morning to do this first thing that you do, your email first thing? It pro- well, because I've been doing this for so long. Um, it takes me about half an hour. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Um, because, well, and, because now I'm writing two. So I used to just have my, my marketing email, um, but now I launched my, this new rewind company. So I, I write, I write my rewind email and I write my freedom email. That's it. In theoretically, I, I really kind of am done for the day after that. I mean, yes, I want to still go out and get more people, but if I wanted to just put my business on cruise control and just kind of cruise where I am now, I don't have to do anything else. I'm done after about half an hour, 45 minutes. Um, but that, yeah. that to me is the most important thing. And it's amazing because even with this new software we're using with Shopify, every email I send, I could see how many sales we make. It's, it's unreal. Uh, so it's pretty cool. You, you get pretty dialed in on what's working, what's not, what headlines are working. And then you just have fun. And all I do is tell stories, just connecting with people. Yeah, that was my next question. Like you're writing an email every day. Mm-hmm. How do you come up with stuff? I feel like I don't have anything to say every day. You have everything to say. Okay. <laughs> so let, you know, let's, let's play let's, for a minute. Here. Yeah, let's, let's talk play. about this. Um, what's, so tell me about one of your lists. What's the, who's the market? Uh, physical therapists who want to start their own businesses. Okay. What do you, so the first thing I do is you think of what's your offer? What's your CTA? What's your call to action? So what do you offer to them right now to sell? What do you have? Tell me one thing you have. Okay. Um, so I am working on a sort of year long mastermind to kind of hold someone's hand, take them from not having anything to seeing patients. So it's going to be a mastermind to get them into the mastermind. What's going to be the process? So do they have to get on the phone with you first? Uh, they have to fill out an application. Okay. So the call, so the call to action, just, we just got to do one step at a time. Yes. The call to action is fill out an application. Okay. Yes. Right. Okay. So that, so we start there. Okay. I want them to fill out the application. That's what we know we're going to lead them to. So we start saying, okay, application. Then if you look at your year long mastermind process, there's got to be big, t- what are some big chunks of topics? Is it like getting new, new patients, mm-hmm. managing your office, you know, growing, like give, give me th- three, four, five big chunks. 
Yeah, it's getting your legal foundation set. Legal it's foundation. Understanding yep. who you are and, and what your brand is and how you want to present Branding, yourself. Positioning, okay. Uh huh. And then website development. Okay. So those are kind of three big things. Yeah. We've got legal, we've got branding, and we've got like the tech. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's pick one. Uh, let's say the branding, branding. part. Who the sure. hell is talking about legal? Okay. So branding. Then we get ourselves in the shoes of the person. So we're talking about branding. What's the biggest mistake or challenge you see physical therapists making when it comes to branding? Give me just one little, little slice, one little thing. I would say trying to be a little too broad. So trying broad. to be everything for everyone. Which is a kiss of death with, yeah. with any business, by the way. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so now it's about being too broad. So, so you start with your call to action. Then you start to get into your big topics. And then you break it down into little kind of subtopics. And then you pick one. So your theme of today's email is going to be... Um, too general is, is terrible. So then what I do is I start to ask, to get a story, I start to ask myself three questions. What did you, what did you do yesterday? What are you doing today? What are you going to do tomorrow? So let's, let's think of something. What did you do yesterday? Break down just, and it could have something, nothing or everything to do with business. Tell me, even time with family. Give me a little snapshot of what you did yesterday. I saw five patients I put together and, a podcast, uploaded a podcast. Okay. What was your podcast? Who was the guest on the podcast? Uh, her name is Kaylee Simmerman, and is she's she, a physical therapist in she, Florida. Does she have a niche? She, does she have a niche? She works with patients in, with chronic pain. Here we go. So here's how the email starts. Hey, it's Karen, um, and yesterday it was great. I interviewed Dr. – what was her name? Simmons? Kay yeah, Kaylee Simmerman. I, I interviewed uh, Kaylee Simmerman on our podcast. It was amazing. Um, and here's the thing about Kaylee. She, you know, she was a physical therapist and she did all these things and tried to be everything to everybody. Now she specialized in, in one thing and, and her specialty is chronic pain. And because of that, her business has grown X percent. Um, you know, and if you are working with patients and, and chronic pain, think about maybe you could even go smaller. Maybe you can go with patients with MS. Maybe you can go patients with, with arthritis. Here's an example of one. Um, and, and then you just ended up saying, hey, more coming tomorrow or tomorrow I'm going to tell you about this XYZ, right? And PS, if you're interested in, if you're not really sure what your niche is and you want to dial down, fill out an application and let's get on the phone. Click here to apply. I mean, and obviously we would massage that, add your voice. So add easy. But that's it. So I feel like so many people, so many entrepreneurs, like you said, it's, it's, I think sometimes you're looking maybe too much in the weeds or too much at every single minute detail versus just saying, Hey, listen, this is what, this is what I'm trying to say. This is what I'm trying to say it to. So I'm just going to do it. Well, what they also do that I think a mistake they make is first for some odd reason, whenever anyone, whether you're a physical therapist or a, a marketer or whatever your profession is, and you start quote unquote marketing, you mm -hmm. start writing an email, you stop talking like a human being and you start sounding like a marketer. Who else sure. wants to double their practice and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it sounds like this cheese ball. I from hate like, that. You know, it's I know. Awful. It's everyone, awful. But everyone starts to do that when all you have to do is imagine you're sitting across, uh, imagine you're sitting at a bar or a coffee shop or a diner having a conversation. That's all marketing is. It's conversation. And just talk. Tell stories. Um, 
And if you start, you start with a call to action and then you find one little piece of content, a little, you know, you start off with a personal story and then you, you weave in a thread. You always have to have one teaching lesson, right? So your teaching lesson was about being specific. Uh, and then you, you add, you end with a call to action and that's it. It's really as easy as that. And we get overwhelmed and we, we start to over content stuff. We start to yes. say, you know, we think that every email has to be. 10 ways to, to lose 10 pounds and, you know, the one food you should never eat and, and 17 Facebook marketing tactics. And after a week, you're like, I'm out. I, <laughs> I have nothing else to say. Like I blew it all in like three emails. Right. It's little stuff. So today I wrote my rewind email. What the hell did I even write about? Um, my God, what did I write? Oh, yes. Well, I'll tell you what. I remember what I wrote yesterday. I got to think for a sec what I wrote about today because my brain moves so fast. Yesterday, it was a rainy day. And I went to yes. the salad place and I, I have a salad almost every day for lunch. And it was cold and rainy. Well, it wasn't really cold, it was just rainy and nasty. And I, had, I went in, I said, you know what? I'm going to have soup. And I had a vegetable soup with spinach and beans. And so I said, so my, it was like a story. It's a cold and rainy day. I usually have salad. It's great as greens. But I did a soup today and it's okay. You don't have to feel guilty. You could try different things and different foods. And, and I, I, tr I tied it in and I tied in the call to action because our bars, are rewind. I'll show you my little plug. Our yeah. rewind super have all these ingredients, and the first ingredient is spinach. So I said, and our the soup had spinach. <clears throat> and by the way, I love spinach because it it has vitamin K and full and iron and all that stuff. And if you're interested in a bar, click here to grab one. Th that was it. So I tied it into a story. Yeah, stories always work. And you know what's so interesting is when when we're treating patients, especially patients maybe in pain or who've had major injuries or illnesses, we often use stories to relate science and more complex uh, topics to them. So mm -hmm. the neuroscience behind pain, I always use the story to kind of weave in with a patient when I'm working with them. But it seems like when it comes to marketing, like you said, we kind of take that hat off and put on what we think should be our right. marketing hat, when in fact, from what it sounds like you're saying is we just do the same thing. It's the same thing. It's, it, it's unreal how we start to sound like, you know, a guru marketer the minute we start marketing when it's not, it's just conversation. I, I've, I've told the story and I love this where years ago I did a, co I did a coaching call with a woman who had a really successful practice. It was like one of these one-on-one -on -one kind of energy healing things. And she was full and she, you know, she couldn't take on any more clients. She's trying to sell a product online. She turned all that knowledge into a product, into a course. Bombed, like bomb, no sales. And I said, let me see your site. The headline, you know, who else wants to blah, blah, blah. You're going to do this, this, discover how. And it was like 18 bull, and it was so aggressive. And I said, what the hell is this? She's like, I thought that's how you have to write to sell. And I said, aren't you full offline? She said, yeah. I said, well, just do that online. Take a camera, yeah. Take your friggin' phone, and say, "Hi, I'm, you know, and and I do this. And if you're interested, I have this course. You could check it out. If not, that's cool too. But give it a try. And if you don't like, you get your money. Like anything, but what you just did. You, for some reason, we think when people are online, they, they, um, something else appeals to them. It doesn't. It's just, it's the same thing. You just got to take that offline and bring it online. And vice versa. It's just, I, I think I've always thought it was common sense, but apparently it's not. Uh, no. I think we've been, I think we've been, I think everyone's been taught marketing by some of these 
sleazy salesman for so long, we think that's how you have to speak to people. And it's not. Because if you actually look at a lot of these original gurus, they're all gone. Their businesses have imploded because they ruin relationships. They make people buy. They force them to buy. And people are buying and buying like they were forced and giving false scarcity. And they'll use tricks like, you know, hey, it's, it's ending tomorrow. And then the next day, hey, I'm going to extend it one more day. And then, and then if you want to cancel, let's say you're paying $30 a month, you cancel. You say, why don't you stay? You could stay for just $15 a month. But yet everyone else is paying 30 And it just doesn't work anymore. Yeah, I think people want to have more of a connection, kind of like what you just said. You know, you're looking to connect with people in a more meaningful way. And I feel like that's what people are looking for these days. Absolutely. Um, the, the markets have become more sophisticated. They don't fall for the, the, the lies anymore. Um, you used to be able to get away f- with this stuff for for months and months, and then it was weeks and then days. And now if you screw someone over, it's it's hours because it's on social media it's on facebook it's on instagram exactly. it's they're they're reviewing you and saying you're it's a ripoff so uh and, yeah. and the funny thing is even if you do the right thing you still get that sometimes we if you look at our facebook for freedom we have like hundreds of five star every single person's a five star review because we have a full we have no marketing people and we have we have only full-time support staff and we have one guy who said it's a scam i've been trying to cancel for a year really there's a button that says cancel my account Every email we send, we, you, all of our emails, you're in our Facebook group, you have all of our emails. It's taken you a year to figure out how to click cancel. Um, and I emailed him. I said, what are you t-? And of course, he never emailed me back. So you know, you're still going to get that sometimes. But if you mm-hmm. just do the right thing and treat people well and are open and honest and transparent, you can't go wrong. And what, in your opinion, what has been, has that been the biggest shift from, I mean, you had your first website in 1999. Yeah. It's 2018. So what, in your opinion, has been the biggest shift or the biggest maybe pivot that you've had to do to maintain success or to not maintain, but you know, we obviously said you're kind of up and down. But yeah. what's the difference? I mean, that's been almost 20 years. I'd say the, big, the biggest change is the amount and the level of competition in every market. That's, that's been the biggest thing where in the past – you could be kind of lazy with your marketing. You could do a couple little pay-per-click ads. You could have a really simple page and a simple sales page with a headline and convert 5%, 10% of people. No more. Uh, it's everyone, which in a way is good because everyone keeps raising the bar and making it more competitive. So everyone has to get better and better and better to make mm-hmm. a sale. Um, so I think that's been the biggest change. Obviously, technology, when I first started, there was no video. There was no video casting there was no facebook there was no youtube everything was written so that has been a big shift i like it because you get to be yourself and transparent and i know when i'm on and i'm live and i could talk no one's going to beat me i know that because no one's going to bring the content that i could bring um or my my sense of humor uh but so i i feel good about it and i think if if someone watching this is is real and they're passionate about their topic, their level of expertise, and they know their stuff, they know their craft, you can win. You can absolutely win because most people won't do this. Most people won't put the extra effort in and really obsess also over taking care of their customer. So many focus on the front-end sale, and it's not. It's about, the ba- it's about lifetime relationships. I have people, Karen, that have been on my list for 20 years. Amazing. That- so Scott Colby is a, is a guy I've known for 20 years, and he just bought a box of our, our new bars, right? So 
relationships. Another guy, Lee Taft, the world's number one speed coach, just bought today, just bought his second box. Uh, I think they would, would, would have bought, and he's been with me for 15 years. I think there are people who would have bought a box, one box to support me, but when they buy more, it's because they like the product, they like the customer support. Even on, on our boxes, doing little extra things, like here, I don't know if it's you can see. It's a boom box. It's a boom box, but we yeah. write everyone's name. If you order, it says, these bars were mixed just for, and we write Karen. Mm -hmm. um, it takes more time because we could, we could spend a day and wrap all these up and get them in the envelope and just put a, wrap, a shipping label and send them out the door. But, sure. it, but we can't do that because we write everyone's name. So it's, it's, but it's little touches that matter. And whether you have a physical product or not, bringing that into email, answering everyone's email. I replied, yes. to a woman who said, I replied to a woman who said, oh, I, I love your stuff. And I replied and she said, is this really Ryan? I said, yes. She said, oh my God, like she couldn't believe it. And I do, I, I'll get on live support and answer, and I was answering a guy's question. And he said, oh, by the way, I want to let you know, I, I, heard, I heard Ryan on a podcast. He's hilarious. He should be a comedian. He didn't know he was talking to me. Oh, I said, you're like, thank you. I said, by the way, this is me. He's like, what? Uh, so, and it's, you know, everyone's like, oh, I want to automate everything. I don't want to work, but it takes work. It takes effort. But when you connect with people, you get lifetime fans and yeah. you'll be rewarded for it. Not just financially, but spiritually. And I've said this word before, like deep down in your soul and nothing feels better. Because at right. the end of the day, that's what we're there for is to serve other people too, right? Not yeah. just the money. Yeah, you're, you're there to serve other people, to help other people succeed. And, mm -hmm. and in the case of, you know, you were in the fitness world and the health and fitness world to make people healthy. Right. And to allow them to do the things they want to do in their lives. I mean, it's all super important. And I'm really glad that you brought up that, that entrepreneurs or we often get so caught up in the funnels and getting people in. But then once they're in, you can't just say, well, thanks for purchasing. See you later. And, and it's not even the worst thing. They just ignore you. I, right. when, we were, when I came up with the idea for the bar, because I, I created this bar based on my own health. I'm like, I knew to, re re to change my health, I need to start with the morning. I needed a good bar. All the bars I tried, I didn't like or had too much chemical. So I built this bar. And as I'm doing it, I said, well, let me be smart and order other companies and taste every bar and see what's missing. There's one bar in particular, I'll never forget. And they had really cool packaging and it was cute. And they had handwritten, it was all this cool stuff. But it came in a brown nondescript box, just a packing slip, no note, nothing, just that. And I never heard from them again. Until four months later, I get an email from them, a generic one. Hey, our you know, President's Day, 20% off sale. That was it. No follow-up. Hey, how are you enjoying the bar? Any question? Anything we could do for you? No, nothing. And what, what, like they spend all this time and money marketing to me and to get me to buy. And it costs money. I know it costs money to acquire a customer. And then they just forget about you. And then they're on to, they're on to the next person massive mistake, massive yeah, mistake. It, it changes the economics of your business. If you focus more on just keeping people and keeping them happy, everything changes. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, I was going to ask you what are some big mistakes that entrepreneurs make, but I think we've mentioned two already. One, don't market like a marketer, market like yourself <laughs> and speak yeah. like you're talking to someone. And don't forget about your, your clients, your customers after they find you and purchase from you. Not only don't forget about them, you need to obsess over them. Yeah. You need to you need to keep innovating and creating more stuff that can help them even more and you need to get inside their head and and if I were them, what would what would a company have to do to just blow me away? Not where someone if so 
the point where if someone, if Karen, if you bought the supervisor, someone said, what do you think about rewind? You grab them be like, holy crap, you need to buy this. You need to see this. And we're starting to get that already after only two weeks of being live. And that's where I'm trying to raise the, the bar, no pun intended, for, for other entrepreneurs to do that in your industry. So few do that. Everyone wants to outsource everything and not take the time to really connect with their people on a deep spiritual level. And it's a big, big mistake. It becomes a transactional business and then they're off to the next person. Yeah. And that doesn't feel good. No. I, who wants that? I, right? Like who wants that? I, I love getting emails and testimonials and, oh my God, you changed my life. And, oh my God, we, I brought the bars home and my kids can't stop eating them. And they tore into them. Like I live for that stuff. That, that, it, that. most excited. Yeah, for sure. Oh, well, yeah, of course. I think you have, it's a win, win, win. It's a win for you. It's a win for your customer, your client, and it's, it's a win for the business. And I think that's what we all want to focus on mm -hmm. because I think gone are the days of the faceless consumer or customer. And, right. and now we really, what I find really interesting is as social media gets more and more and more, people want to be in real life with people more and more and more. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're sort of finding that balance, right? They want to do business with a real person. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's not that hard. You don't need, you don't have to spend a million dollars. And even here, my production, it's, I have two lights I bought on Amazon for like, I don't know, 75 bucks. I've got, mm -hmm. I'm using my webcam right here. Uh, uh, on my Mac laptop. I mean, it's, it's not yeah. expensive. I, I don't it's have not. anything crazy. Although I do have a pretty cool setup. If, if I yes. Yeah. And, and, now and all my stuff. I love, I, but that was me. I needed to kind of get in that physical space. Well, yeah. <laughs> that makes to. perfect sense. Yeah. That makes because, perfect sense. But, but, but by the way, Karen, environment's important. Um, yeah. when, when you're writing an email, when you're marketing, when you do your business, wherever it is you're working from, you've got to feel good about your space. And maybe for, for me, my creative space is marketing is writing at a coffee shop. Here is more like my interviews, my, the other fun stuff. And, and for you, it might be working at a library or a hotel lobby or your kitchen table. Find your space. Uh, and it should be different from where you pay your bills and all the stuff you hate doing. Uh, and you feel, because when you feel better, it, it flows through. Yeah, there's no marketing. question. Yeah, right. I found like one of the best places for me to work is I joined, um, you know, one of the, I joined the assemblage, which is like a, uh, it's like kind of a we work, but like a mm -hmm. spiritual we work. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I guess the best way to describe it. And I find that when I go there and I work, my production is like off the charts. That's great. Yeah. And it, so that's what I've done. And, and you're right. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. It, a massive difference. I used to always I went from office to office and I would get these little co not, they weren't, it was before co-working. It was, you get a little white office room, like a little eight by eight with a desk and it was all white walls with the fluorescent lights. And I would Sounds get inspiring. awful. It was like <laughs> slow. I'd go twice. I'd uh -huh. sign a six month lease. I go twice. I never go back. I'm like, why do I keep doing this? I felt, yeah. you know, because I felt like you, you need an office, right? Everyone would yeah. tell me that. Where's yeah. your office? Oh, you work from coffee shops. It can't be a real business. And yeah, and it is, it's a real business Absolutely. and it's a really good business. Yep, definitely. Absolutely. So now before we start to wrap things up, we need yeah. to talk about the obsession with the eighties. 
<laughs> I need to, we need to talk about this. I, I am sort of a child of the eighties and yep. grew up with a lot of, you know, I see Ferris Bueller behind you. And is that like an eighties rock band or like a hair band? What, which one are you talking about over there? I can't say yeah. what you can say. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Van Halen's over oh, there. Van Halen, yeah. And then we got Back to the Future, Ferris Bueller, and The Breakfast Club. And and the bars are kind of an 80s vibe. Yeah. So we, we what's, really the deal? what's the deal with the 80s obsession? Well, you know what it is? Um, so I was, I was born in, in 72. So I was, you know, a kid in the late 70s. And I remember that. I remember the disco era. I love the Bee Gees. My mom used to love the disco music. So I remember that. And then, you know, as I become a teenager and I go to high school all through the 80s, I just look back at that time and it just makes me smile. It feels good. I, I kind of have an old soul. I, I love the simplicity of it. I liked when there was no cell phone. And I talk about, I tell my kids all the time, like, I feel bad for them in some way. There are some ways it's amazing that technology, and believe me, I'm not living in the past. Like, I, I embrace technology and I love all the cool stuff. But I feel bad like when they're on the bus and everyone's on the cell phone and there's no interaction. Mm -hmm. um, so I just wanted to create, when I started doing this bar and I started feeling better and I was the same weight I was back when I was 18, I thought about taking years off and rewinding. And then rewind kind of had that double meaning of rewinding in the years, turning back the clock physically, um, but also the stuff we used to like when we were kids, a VHS tape, uh, cassettes, it all had that rewind button. Remember mm -hmm. VHS, be kind, rewind. Um, so I just started thinking about that. And I just, when I drive in the car and I always have, I'll put on music from the eighties. Cause just, it reminds me of being a kid and it just feels good. Um, mm -hmm. so I'm like, well, why can't I create my bar and call it rewind? And then I started getting excited and it, it just lit me up. I'm like, that could be a lot of fun because then I could talk about the things I love. I love the kind of nostalgic retro stuff. And, and I wanted to appeal to other people my age and, you know, maybe thirties, forties, fifties, and kind of think back to when they felt their best and looked their best and could move better. And that's it. I figure if we could tap into a little bit of that, even if people see something, they see a record on the wall, they haven't seen like a, you know, meatloaf or Bruce Springsteen and they smile and they remember those times, then I'm good. I'm happy. And then we, t we wanted to tie the branding in. I thought that was kind of cool where it looks like a boom box and the cassette and just rewinding. And I don't know it, you can't in, in terms of branding and positioning, um, even though our bars, I know we're the best and we're the first super bar with all these different ingredients. I can't out organic another company. Right. <laughs> and everyone tries to do that. Oh, we're super organic. We're super. Uh -huh. So I can't do that, but we can at least be us and infuse personality in it and, right. and at least be different in that way. Uh, and we're very specific who we're for, who we serve. My, my thing is if you, if you can't name at least like one or two characters from the breakfast club, we're probably not for you. <laughs> we're not for you. And that's cool. Like yeah. there's other bars. You can go other, you can, still, of course, you can still buy our stuff, but I mean, that's the stuff. That's who we're really catering to people who yeah. get it. And they'll, they'll open my emails and smile and, Life's short, so we're just having some fun. We really are. I, I just wanted to have fun with it. And, of course, any chance I can get to wear my favorite thing, my, uh, our, our tech guy, Josh, bought uh -huh. this and, That's great. There's a Michael Jackson store. So anytime uh -huh. I can wear the glove, I'm in. Um, in. So that's it. Yeah. So awesome. That was it. We're just having fun with it. Awesome. And then I always ask everyone the same question before we wrap things up. And this will kind of tie in nicely to our reminiscing when we were younger. So knowing where you are now in your life and in your career, what advice would you give to yourself, maybe right out of high school, right out of college? Um, 
never, you know, if you're going to build your business, just go with your gut and, and make sure it feels good in your soul. If it feel, if it doesn't feel good, don't do it. That's it. Straightforward, easy advice. That's now, it. Where, where can people find you? And if they want to try the bars, where can we find all that stuff? You could uh, just go to rewindtoday.com. Uh, rewindtoday.com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook at Rewind Today. So that's it. Go try, try a boombox of bars. Everyone is loving them. Uh, they taste, I've, I've heard some people have said they taste like a Tootsie Roll. Some people say it's a Fig Newton. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll be amazed at how good all of these healthy things together taste. So give it a try. Rewindtoday.com. And, th and thanks for having me, Karen. Oh, thank you for coming on and thanks for everybody for watching. And again, if you're listening to this, if you go to podcast.healthywealthysmart.com, we'll have all of the links in the show notes. And if you're watching, I will put the links underneath um, on this Facebook post and as I share it around. So thanks everyone for tuning in. And Ryan, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. This was fun. And uh, one day, maybe in a year after this thing's a year old, I come back and we we keep diving in more. I could, t I could talk about the experiences because I know we're going to have some yes. ups and downs and I'll share and how we've overcome them. I would love that. I would love that. Thanks, Karen. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great couple of days and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.